Hi, and welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast, we'll be bringing you an interview with someone working on open government and citizen engagement in their communities. And today we have Bruce Chow from Make Web Not War, which is an awesome name for anything, really. But particularly in this world of open source, open gov, open data, Bruce Chaw from Make Web Not War. And Bruce, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what Make Web Not War is all about? Um, I'm the hi guys. Uh, I'm the open source community manager from uh, Microsoft Canada, and um, I'm also one of the people behind Make Web Not War. Um, we're an open. Uh, we're a community of open source developers. Um, it's a it's a community that started, I guess it would be about maybe seven years ago now, uh, where it was during the uh, kind of the, I guess, uh, dark days of Microsoft when uh, our our fearless leader, Balmer, had uh, called out against open source. And uh, in, in Canada, we just felt that, well, this is kind of, um, you know, like it's kind of a bit outrageous and and we just really want to like people are really just interested in in the best technical solution out there and it doesn't matter what kind of technologies they use so we're all about mashing really cool tech together whether it was open source or proprietary put it all together and build the best solutions and we started off with uh, starting uh, conferences to bring out the leaders in the open source community uh, get them to do talks and we're all about just teaching others how to do really cool open things and a couple of years ago we dived we dove into the uh, open data and open government. Uh, um, the open source developers had really thought that the open data was going to be the next big thing. And so uh, we kind of jumped on board with them a couple of years ago and we built the learning platform. And, and we're all about just uh, bringing the community together and, uh, you know, enabling them to teach others how to do really cool open stuff. That's really amazing work. Thanks. Uh, I wanted to just quickly ask before we jump into the big meaty stuff is that uh, uh, Richard mentioned that you and Keith were influential, in fact, instrumental in making the open government tour happen. Can you tell us a little bit about why you thought it was important for Make Web Not War and for yourself to support something like this? Um, from our experience with open government and open data in general, it, it's just um, a lot of times it's just not very sexy. It, it, it struggles from, uh, you know, I, I guess making it relevant to uh, the regular folk. And uh, when Richard had proposed his idea about the open government tour, um, I, when I personally first heard it, I, I kind of just pictured like kind of Forrest Gump thing where, you know, he's <laughs> riding across, he's just riding across the country and then, you know, people will just tag along. And, and, and really that's what I pictured with the uh, open government tour, because what he was proposing was that we were doing like over 90 days, 20 events across Canada. I thought it was just an incredible opportunity for the open gov, open data community to learn about how others were doing, right? Um, and really learn from others and see where they're at and, and see how we kind of help them. Because what I've been seeing is a lot of times we're really just kind of spinning the wheels on the whole thing where we kind of continue to re reinvent the same wheel where everyone's just doing the same thing and repeating the same mistakes. And it's just good to kind of see how, uh, you know, all the other 20 cities are doing. And so uh, that's why I was really uh, into the, uh, the open government tour when Richard proposed it. And... You guys were – in a previous interview, uh, I was saying that how much you guys helped me in terms of executing this whole tour because the first time I tried to do it, I failed miserably. 
and, and this is actually a reoccurring theme in this world of open source that, you know, publish early, publish often, take user feedback and build on it. But before we dive a little bit deeper into it, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what is open source and its philosophy in general? Yeah, um, open source is the is the notion that uh, where well traditionally the definition would be where you have code, which is the the program uh, that software is written in, um, that is open to the public where anyone can see how it was created, and the idea of open source, so source is the source code itself, is that anyone can just alter it uh, to use it and freely use it really, and uh, really collaborate on improving it. So right away you can see. A lot of communities jumping on and kind of working as a team. And as technology has evolved lately, especially with like stuff like GitHub, um, it really kind of allows us to kind of build these virtual teams and and really kind of uh, you know make create code make mistakes often it's okay you know it's okay to make mistakes and we embrace it because those are just bugs and then you know the community actually helps you fix those bugs and uh and you know it's just good to kind of work as a team to kind of uh, a virtual team across the globe just to kind of build like you know the best software possible so the nice thing about it is that you get a lot of fixes really fast but of course a lot of times you know with open source software you also have to understand that it can be it can have bugs and, and as long as you kind of accept those things and, and that it's okay and, and you're all about helping out and fixing up the bugs, that would be great. Bruce, you keep mentioning community and enabling the community and bringing people together to work on common things. I think the open source community is a great example of this. How can mm-hmm. you translate that to the open government community? How can we get people collaborating, engaged, and trying to really push this movement forward? I think, uh, well, the the nice thing about the open government tour, I thought, was that it can bring awareness to um, citizens and particularly um, advocacy groups. Um, One thing that uh, I felt that we were really successful with on Open Data Day was that um, Bianca... And the and the open gov community had kind of engaged the advocacy. And that, that's groups. Bianca Wiley from the Canadian Open Data Institute. Correct. Yes, um, and uh, had uh, brought together like uh, certain advocacy groups. Um, so, say for example, like Cycling Toronto, um, they they want to kind of address certain issues in in uh, in Toronto regarding cyclists. And um, the advocacy groups didn't even know about anything about open government and open data. Right. Um, they've been trying to kind of, uh, you know, advocate for, you know, like safer bike lanes and that sort of thing. And and what open data could really do for them is that um, as you open up the data, um, these groups can actually use the data sets to help kind of make their point and then bring back like reports that are, you know, kind of like really good evidence pieces for the government to kind of look at and, and consider. So it just kind of gives them a lot more um I guess, like meat to their arguments, right? And and I think bringing that awareness to those community groups is critical um, to get people to kind of jump on board and use these types of uh, you know open data to kind of uh, you know uh, further their goals. You know, that's a great example of what you're talking about. And and one of the elements that I'd like to add to it is I remember speaking with Bianca about this, and mm-hmm. she was telling us how much how difficult it was to get those advocacy groups within the city to be involved. 
Like they were saying, like their big issues are getting fundraising and worrying about their board of directors and volunteers. They don't have time for this open data stuff. And, yeah. and getting them to the table was so difficult. So I, I like how you were saying earlier, and this is something, you know, the reason why me and Samir are putting this podcast together and why, you know, we did the open government tour is that we got to sell open yeah. government and open data better, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great tool that's out there, but these advocacy groups, the public, uh, public servants, they need to know a little bit more about it. So it's, it's interesting to have an entity like MakeWeb.War that's backed um, by an entity like Microsoft. So how is that dynamic between essentially this big giant monster <laughs> and, and, and a small sort of enabling open source community group? How's that dynamic in this open gov world coming along? Um, I, it's been a really good relationship uh, with uh, Microsoft Canada. Um, we, we follow, like, uh, I mean, the team that I work with, we're not really a revenue generating arm. Um, we kind of, uh, we're all about kind of pushing uh, initiatives that the Canadian government is, is looking to uh, push for. So if there's certain initiatives they're looking for, like, say, innovation or reduce crime, improve education, um, we'll see how uh, our Microsoft technologies can um, help address those and, and help further improve those uh, types of uh, initiatives. And so open government is one thing that's been really big across all levels of government. And uh, Make Web Not War is just kind of a way uh, for you know Microsoft Canada to uh, participate in the uh, in the open gov space as well. So um, and. The route, the the style that we took with Make Web Not War is that uh, it's more of a grassroots approach, and and you, Richard, I guess you would probably uh, has witnessed that firsthand because you know we're all about um, it's not about like throwing money at these types of events or you know that kind of thing and just sponsoring them. It's more of like having us, like you know myself and Keith, at the events, help organizing and really kind of be that thought leadership. For open gov, and and that's uh, that's what we what we really wanted to do is just make open government and open data. And I'm going to say it again, just to make it sexy, because uh, and make it relevant for uh, the regular people, the citizens. Uh, without that, um, you know, ultimately, uh, what we want is citizens and advocacy groups or whatever it is, people just using open data because as more people use it, it's going to just kind of spiral. The the government's going to see that oh, this is actually helping the citizens, which are their customers, and then it'll just kind of snowball and they'll continue to re- release even more data sets, and it's just going to be good for everyone. And ultimately, for the tech world, it's just great because um, it will create. Jobs jobs, right? You know, with the open data, it's like a kind of an untapped resource, right? So um, they can just, you know, uh, make use of this information, integrate it, use the data as, uh, you know, what, however they like, if it's to incorporate into their businesses or create new startups. Um, it's just great for the economy. Sounds like really great work. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask, where can we find out more information about Make Web Now War and about what you do? Uh, you could check out uh, webnotwar.ca. Um, and of course, just tweet to us, uh, hashtag webnotwar. Um, we'll, we're really responsive on that uh, hashtag. All right. Well, thank you very much, Bruce Chow, for joining us and, and sharing your thought and, and the, the work that you're doing with Make Web Not War and, uh, and the open source community in general. 
Thank you so much. And and uh, Richard, I must say, like, I really appreciate what you've done with the Open Government Tour. It was an amazing success. And I, I really just can't wait till next year. And uh, Samir, you as well, the stuff that you've been doing at Mars and, and really just uh, enabling Make Web Not War to be successful. Thank well, you. <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks. That was Bruce Chow from Make Web Not War on the Open Government Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll be back very soon with our next interview with someone in the Open Government community. And as per usual, if you have any questions about today's episodes or anything we've discussed or you'd like to share your thoughts about people that might be interested in participating in the pod, uh, the podcast interviews, or if you just want to tell Bruce how awesome he was today, uh, the hashtag is OGTPod. My Twitter handle is Richard Pietro. Bruce's is at Bruce Chow, C-H-A-U. And I'm at Vasta. Thanks again to Keith McDonald for providing the music for the podcast. And until next time, I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasa. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.